Welcome to the Marketing for Startups podcast. If you're trying to figure out marketing for your startup, then you're in the right place. In this podcast, we go high level, looking at the intersection of branding, data, and leadership to offer you a marketing playbook to grow and scale. Join me each week for in-depth interviews, tactical advice, and practical trainings. Hi, I'm your host, Victoria Hajar, veteran marketer and startup enthusiast. I promise to bring my experience and curiosity to each episode Then together, we'll peel back the onion on this ever-changing discipline that is marketing. I'm so happy you're here. Let's dive in. Hello, and welcome to this week's episode of the Marketing for Startups podcast. Today, we're talking about team. How do we find great people? How do we retain great people? I'm going to walk you through my three-step process for getting stellar team members that drive ROI, that are loyal, that are growth-minded. I'm going to walk you through exactly what I do to find awesome people. Um, And let's dive into it. So, but before we do, if you are gaining any value, any value out of this podcast, um, I show up here each and every week because I'm so deeply passionate about helping founders crack the code with marketing and really get everything systemized and, um, working towards predictably profitable business, just taking that stress off because I know so many of you guys are overwhelmed um, by marketing in general. So um, if this is you and you're gaining any value out of this podcast, it would mean the world to me if you could like, share, subscribe, review. It really helps me to reach more people. um, And it would just mean the world to me. I you know, sometimes here you're like here alone recording, and you don't know what the impact is. So if you can rate and review this, it really shows me that I'm putting out content that you're enjoying. So it would mean so much. All right. Let's talk about the three ways we're going to find awesome people. Okay. So what's the problem? Let's start kind of with the problem. Why can't we find great people in marketing? There's a couple of things. What I've seen recently is that first of all, like everyone and their mother is excited to be working in marketing. And this could be good or bad. So, um, for example, you know, anytime that I've put like a job description up on LinkedIn, I get hundreds, hundreds of people responding, which is incredibly overwhelming. And, you know, it's very difficult to determine, you know, who has experience, who doesn't have experience, who really can execute well. And what the other problem is, is that marketing is, is going, is changing so fast. You know, we've got, you know, algorithms changing on social. We have AI that's really like changing the game for content writing and for um, search, right? Like what is going to happen with SEO in the next like three, two to three years, things are changing rapidly, right? There's new software coming out. There's new tools, there's new insights, there's new data, there's so much. And so it is really sometimes impossible to find an individual that is really good at executing, that really stays on top of trends, that is really proactive, growth-minded, and willing to sort of really be part of a growing team, right? So let's first talk about like, where do we find prospective hires, right? And this could be employee, freelancer, contractor, whatever situation, you need, <laughs> um, these, these, uh, suggestions are going to help you. Okay. So, and then we're going to figure out how to qualify them. Okay. So where do we find great people? So I always start within my network, hundred percent. 
I always have found much better results asking around to people that can vouch for others. So if you're looking for a social media manager or copywriter or whatever, start within your le- your network, your immediate network, your like friends, your other founders that you um, are, are in community with. From there, you can kind of reach out to your wider network through social and, and make sure that it becomes known that you're searching for that individual, put the job description through your social channels, all those things. That's going to be like your first step one, right? From there, I really have had great success with um, online job portals like Upwork, um, Fiverr. Honestly, I've found fantastic people here. And what's really great about these um, these platforms is that you can see like you, people are rated, they're reviewed. You can see a lot of times portfolio um, and you can kind of engage with folks on those platforms um, and see if there's a personality fit and see how responsive there are, they are. So that would be like my next level. So once you get outside the network to kind of explore those kind of platforms, these freelancer platforms. Okay. So I said Upwork Fiverr. Um, there's a, another one called Toptail. There's also one called Market Hire. So all of these are great places to find good people and that first step outside your network. And then going back to the idea of in your network, ask existing team members, right? So if you currently are working with anyone like um, to help execute anything in your business, ask that current team for suggestions which is really great. And then last but not least, um, you can find some great folks working in, in inside agencies. Agencies I utilize a lot, especially for um, specific tasks. So I don't like using agencies for like that marketing manager kind of position that's doing like a little bit of everything, right? Because a lot like that marketing assistant, it's not usually very useful to do an agency. But if you're trying to do something specific, like running ads on a specific platform or doing something for your website or like an SEO project or something like that, it's really useful to to tap into agencies because sometimes they, or usually you can find agencies that are wholly focused on executing that one thing. And so they do that one thing really well. So utilizing agencies is an all, also another option. So this is where I'm kind of gathering my candidate pool. Okay. So I'm sharing that job description, the job description needs to be really clear, really, really well written. And the job subscription should have not just what the job description is, what is the job, but also, you know, what qualifications you're looking for. And also something about your business and your culture, right? Because you want to attract the right people. So you want to make sure that there's a good introduction to who you are, who your business is, what the culture you're building is like, right? That's going to help you attract the right person. So once you have like a candidate pool and the process is for any position I'm hiring, my minimum is to find three great choices, three. And I don't like to go much more than five, right? So three to five, but at least three that you're going to shake out from all these resumes and inquiries that you get. And you're going to put them into a test project. So I, I, a mentor once taught me this phrase, I don't work with you until I've worked with you. And this has been really, really useful for me as a person that always am hiring and suggesting people um, to founders in my network, the founders that I mentor through the sales and marketing growth accelerator. You know, I have this, this, this community of folk that are always looking for great people. 
And so I always say run a test project. So what is a test project? A test project is a way for you to engage with that candidate in a deeper way. And you're going to set them up with a test project. Now, by the way, I pay by the hour for these candidates to, to complete the test project. So I set like an hourly rate with a cap, like a time cap, so I can control the cost. But I'm paying them anywhere between 10 to $30 per hour for you know maybe a maximum of five hours to complete a project, right? And it depends on the level that you're hiring for. Um, and I present them with a project with very clear time, uh, very clear uh, expectations, a very clear timeline, and I give them all the instructions. And I'm usually asking them to execute something that I need, right? So if I'm hiring for uh, a copywriter, I'm going to ask them to write some copy for me, right? If I'm hiring a social manager, I want them to produce social posts. If I'm hiring someone more strategic, then I'm asking them to do an audit of a strategy, right? What's, you know, audit my ad strategy, audit our marketing strategy, whatever, and create a report. So you're creating some very clear guidelines for this test project and you're delivering it to these candidates. And you're looking for a couple of things besides the outcome, right? The work produced. I also want you to be paying attention to, you know, is that candidate being communicative if they have questions? You know, do they need too much handholding? Did they follow the instructions? Were they responsive, right? So you're going to get a sense. And usually the test project is one to two weeks for them to complete it. Usually it's like 10, I usually say 10 days, right? From the time they're presented, the project guidelines to the time it's delivered. And then they need to get on a call with you and present the project, right? Explain what they did, why they did it. Um, and, and sort of, uh, you know, you can, you can see through that kind of presentation, how their mind works, um, any struggles, you know, did they really get it, right? All this is going to be so valuable to you. And then you can make an informed decision, right? Then you're going to kind of rate each one of these test projects and the person, and then you're going to get to come out hopefully with a clear winner. And if you don't come out with a clear winner, what I do is you go back to the drawing board and you get another pool of three to five and you put them through. And it may feel tedious, especially since in startup world, it seems like everything's always on fire, but I'm telling you that it will save you so much time, energy, and effort and, and capital in the end if you put more time into this upfront recruiting process to find the right person. Because hiring is expensive, right? What's really expensive is if you, if you kind of get into contract with someone and they are working with you for six months and they don't produce anything and they're not a good fit and then you're back to the drawing board and you wasted all that money paying, you know, paying them whatever their retainer or that project fee is for the duration of their project and you don't have the outcome that you wanted. So your three months setback or six months setback, that's not what you you want to be in that position. So if you heard the phrase like hire slow, fire fast, this is what they mean by hire slow, right? In marketing, so useful to do test projects, okay? So now you've found this great person, okay? You want to, and you invested a lot of time in finding this great person. So the third stage of my process here is make creating and being very conscious to intentionally create an engaging and thriving atmosphere for, for my teams, okay? And I want you to do the same. So how do you foster a positive work environment? Well, you make sure that you are managing 
outcomes and not individuals, right? You want to create an environment where your team has autonomy over their time and the work, the work that they do. You're not micromanaging them, right? So you're giving them that freedom to execute how they want and that creativity, and you are managing the outcomes that they produce, right? This is going to make your team member feel um, valued, right? That they, that you are um, appreciating their intelligence, that you are trusting them. All of this is really going to help build that bond between you and that team member, right? You want to um, empower them, right? And then you want to foster this environment of growth and support. And you can do that by having one-on-ones with those team members once a month. Just just being there for a meeting to support them, asking about what's going on in their personal life, ask if they need any support or resources to get their the job done that they need to get done, right? Also promoting good work-life balance, right? Being being keen to not just like, you know, acquiesce to every single request. If someone, you know, paying attention, if someone's sort of too focused on their personal life, right? There has to be a balance. But again, on the other side, we don't want to drive this culture of, you know, work all the time and no, no rest, right? And the last thing, or the last two things, first, you want to make sure that you lead by example. So you actually walk the walk that you're telling your team to walk, right? You're going to set the pace. And then last, this is probably the most important one, set very clear goals and expectations. So a lot of times, especially when we're first building our team, we kind of expect way too much out of our team members. And then we get very disappointed right? Because when they don't deliver the results that we want, because we're just maybe have unrealistic expectations. So we want to make sure that we set those expectations very clearly, that they are realistic, setting very clear goals, because a lot of team members, they don't perform because they simply are unclear on exactly what the outcome should be, right? And especially in marketing, we're just putting on so much responsibility onto folks' plate and people, when they want the job, you know, they kind of say yes to everything, even if it's not their skill set, right? They may be very good at social media management. They may not be great at copywriting, for example. So we need to be paying attention to where where folks are really struggling and where they're really um, achieving. And then make sure that the right person's on the bus to do the right thing. That's our responsibility. And doing all of that stuff is really going to, um, is really going to foster a strong team. And last but not least, offer growth experiences, growth opportunities for your team. So a lot of times, you know, we're hiring, especially when we're first growing our team, we're hiring more junior folks. And so helping them to, you know, buying them courses, getting them coaching if they need it, um, getting them consultants if they need it, right? If you're not ready to invest in uh, maybe you're an executive team, then being conscious of giving your more junior team the support they need to do the job that they need to do well. And I'll put that in sort of with a caveat. As you're growing your team, it's really important to think of the 80-20 rule. It's okay if 80% of your team is kind of green and new and growth-minded and want to learn. But you do have to be conscious at some point of having that 20% of folks in your business that actually have been there, done that, right? That actually know how to execute and get the results. That combination of having, and it may be the form of consultants or fractional executives or, or, or mentors or advisors that come in to help kind of rise the tide for every all of the boats in your organization, all of the team members, right? 
um, having someone that is filling in the gaps and the skills that you don't have. That's going to make your team feel supported because a lot of times, especially in startup world, it's like we're asking so much of these green, new, inexperienced team members and they really want to do well. They just simply don't have the mentorship. They simply don't have the skills yet and they need to learn. So these are kind of the three phases that I go through. I kind of hone in on the greatest place to, to pull from that pool, right? And I'm looking within my network. I'm asking my existing team. I'm, I'm checking out those platforms. Then I'm putting the candidates into a test project. And then once I invest all that time and find a wonderful person, I make sure that I'm fostering positive work environment where they're excited to come and be a part of the team. They're excited to do their best work. And that is an experience that you have to craft as the founder. Everything comes from you, right? And even if you're very small and even if your team is very small, I want you to think that you're always building your culture from day one, right? Um, and it's your responsibility to make sure that that work environment is one that reflects your values. So that is it. Good luck finding your team and good luck. You know, again, my biggest advice I can say is put that work up front to find the great people. You're going to move faster if you do. All right. Until next week, I'll see you back here for the next episode of the Marketing for Stars podcast. You did it. You made it to the end of the episodes. Thanks for sticking around with me and listening all the way to the end. I really appreciate you as an audience member, and I hope that you found this helpful. If you did like this episode, it would mean so, so much to me if you subscribed, if you rate and review this podcast. It helps other people know that this podcast has something worth saying. It also would be super awesome if you could take a screenshot and share on Instagram and tag me at Ugly Ventures, U-G-L-I Ventures, V-E-N-T-U-R-E-S. I am always so appreciative to hear from you, and I hope to see you back here next week on the Marketing for Startups podcast.